on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. That was almost exactly what the Brewers needed. A lot of runs scoring. They haven't done much of that this year. The only issue I would take is the fact that uh, they put themselves in position that Josh Hader did have to come in uh, and throw a handful of pitches, six pitches at the end of the game to close it out as it just got uh, a little bit too close for comfort. But outside of that, everything that the Brewers needed, they pretty much got in this game today. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. You can get uh, involved in the program multiple ways. You can call or you can text into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers continue to have success against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They just they swept them last week in Milwaukee. They come out the 12 runs on 14 hits today. If you listen to the show yesterday, my big point was this team has got to find some one-sided victories just to kind of help keep the bullpen where you want it to be. And this was not as one-sided as you would have liked it to be because of what happened at the end. But the bottom line was, is before Pittsburgh scored five runs in the final three innings of the game, it was very much a one-sided game uh, there in the sixth and seventh inning. And what was key there is you didn't have to use Brad Boxberger. You didn't have to use Devin Williams. Perfect world, yeah, you wouldn't have had to use Josh Hader either. He came in, he throws six pitches. But your bullpen, you kind of used that secondary group today, and that can pay dividends later in the series, but more importantly, that can pay dividends later on in the season uh, when you are trying to uh, put together uh, as much health and, uh, yeah, just you want to be in tip-top shape, right? And part of that is maintaining your health throughout the course of the year and not being forced to use the same guys over and over and over again goes into that. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk text line. You could tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Vinny Rotino will join us coming up in just a few moments as well. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The 0-2 pitch. And Willie, a drive out to center, backing up is Marisnik onto the warning track. He leaps up, and it'll fly out of here for Willie Adonis. Adonis got a fastball at the top of the zone, and that ball just kept carrying on Marisnik, and it just got out to dead center. Yeah, what a game for Willie Adamas as he's really the guy who leads the Brewers to a 12-8 victory. Adamas goes four for five, two runs. He ties a franchise record with seven RBIs, hitting the two home runs. I mean, this is just... This is a fantastic game for Adamas. He is largely responsible for the 12 runs on 14 hits. There were other guys who certainly had nice games. Colton Wong had a two-hit day. Rowdy Telez had a two-hit day. Omar Nervaez had a two-hit day. Uh, Tyrone Taylor had a huge hit when he uh, came up uh, with the triple, driving in a run, but still Taylor goes just uh, one for five. Everybody in the lineup had at least one hit, uh, except for Christian Yelich, who went 0 for 5 with a run scored. Uh, you had Lorenzo Cain going one for four, Jace Peterson one for four, Taylor uh, one for five, Andrew McCutcheon one for four. So uh, up and down the lineup, there were a lot of contributors, but there was one person, the 
the term that uh, Craig Council likes to use is driving the bus. And the guy who drove the bus today absolutely was Willie Adamas. And it was fun to watch, and it's what the Brewers needed. You needed somebody to just out, come out and have a huge game, and that's exactly what he did. Four hits, two home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, the numbers certainly speak for themselves. In fact, Doug texting in says it's about time. Only took 18 games, but I like it. That's like three games for the Brewers. Um, in their losses, it's like 12 runs or 12 games, 10 games, 8 games for the Brewers. But, yeah, I get the point you're making, Doug. Uh, Adamas to the rescue again. Love is fire. Likes to win. More guys need to show that. Now uh, let's not come back with a two-run game tomorrow. So I, I know you kind of say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek there at the end, but in all, if we're being really like truthful and honest and blunt about things, we talk about it all the time. One game, one moment does not make a season for sure. They do. I, I think it's important that they come back and they follow this up tomorrow with another good offensive performance. They've been one of the worst offensive teams in Major League Baseball. Their team batting average coming into today's game was third worst in Major League Baseball. So you love seeing games like this, and in no way am I dismissing what they did today. This was a really, really good offensive performance from this club. But what Doug says there at the end of his text message I think is correct. Now, you don't have to go run, score 12 runs on 14 hits tomorrow. But don't go get shut out tomorrow. Don't score one run or two runs. Go go put up a healthy run total tomorrow and start get on getting on a little bit of a run here in terms of being, no pun intended, of scoring scoring a few more runs. And maybe this can be the catalyst. This can be the starting off point. You know, from an from an individual standpoint, like we've done this with Christian Yelich a lot over the last two plus years. He'll have a really good game and you hope that that means he's gonna get going, right? And then he, he he doesn't follow that up, and it's all kind of just it's on an island. This this good performance. Now individual performances and team performances are very different because Willie Adamas does not have to go four for five with seven RBIs tomorrow for the Brewers to score a whole bunch of runs. Somebody else can certainly step up and, and do their part, or multiple guys can step up and do their part. So comparing. Uh, a team's ability to string success together and an individual's ability to do that, it's an apples and oranges comparison. But the point I'm trying to make is we have seen it at times, even this year, where a guy has a pretty good performance and then they, they're not able to follow that up with another one a day later. And from a team perspective, because you still, this team, we, we say it all the time, and it's still so early, but we say it all the time that this team, that there's certain things that they need to be able to do if they want to accomplish everything that they would like to accomplish this season, and they have to be at least a competent offensive club. They, they don't have to lead the league in runs scored. They don't have to be top ten in runs scored. When you look at the pitching that this team has, if they are a middle-of-the-pack run-scoring team, that should be more than enough for them to not only win the division, but really have a lot of success and have the potential to make a lot of noise in the postseason. You don't have to go score 12 runs on an every-night basis, but it does feel good to see them do it to show that uh, they do have the ability to do it, and it's, it is very much connected to uh, an individual's performance in, in Willie Adamas, who just had a flat-out special game today, tying the franchise record with seven RBIs. Vinny Rotino will join us coming up in just 
just a moment. If you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. 2-1 pitch. Line down the left field line. That is a fair ball. It's going to roll all the way into the corner. Lorenzo Cain's going to score. Wong's around third. Here comes the throw home, and it is not going to be in time. Willie Adamas swinging it well right now for the crew. 12-8. Brewers get the win over the Pirates. Willie Adamas driving in seven of those 12. He hits two home runs. Great performance from him, and the Brewers come away with a victory, a game that was one-sided at least until the final couple innings in the sense that uh, they did not have to go to any high-leverage relievers until they went to Josh Hader to get the final out of the game. Let's bring in former Brewer and Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst Vinny Rotino. And, uh, Vinny, we've watched this team struggle offensively so much this year. Uh, this had to feel good for everybody involved to get a 12-run night. No, it really, it really did. I mean, you could see like a collective sigh of relief from this group as they poured on 14 hits and 12 runs. Obviously, the big bat was Willie Adamas. He needed it, right? I think that at the end of the day, Willie Adamas's timing was just off, and then it really does snowball on you. And I think it snowballed on this entire group, and it's still snowballing on some guys. But hopefully, just like last year, a couple of guys carried this offense, like Omar Narvaez early on, even Abby Garcia early on was hitting some home runs to kind of carry the offense, get them through, because... Like you said, like they don't need much offense. They just need a little bit in order to win because of their pitching staff is so good. It's still early. The sample size is small, so you can see major fluctuations. But just to put in perspective what today's game did for Willie Adamas, he jumps his batting average from 194 to 239. He jumps his slugging percentage from 323 to 463. He jumps his OPS from 619 to 792. Those are clearly major moves in one game. Well, I mean, he hit three home runs and four at-bats. If you're going back to late last night against the San Francisco Giants, he hit that big home run in the eighth. And, yeah, I mean, it is a small sample size. So, I mean, any of these guys can turn it around really quickly with a nice night. And, um, like I said, you know, Willie Adamas had that great night tonight. And I think this is a sign that Willie Adamas is starting to, to get out of it. I mean, you could almost say that he is out of it just with really – I mean, he, he smashed the ball to the left fielder that first and out as well. So, I mean, six out of his last six at-bats have been really hard-hit balls. I think he's just attacking the ball out in front. I think his timing was a little bit off. He was trying to... Again, it doesn't... It snowballs on you the feel of when to start and when to attack a pitch. If you're just a millisecond late, all of a sudden you're going to be swinging uphill, and that's what we've seen from Willie so far this year. He's been just missing balls and kind of swinging underneath them, swinging uphill a little bit. Now he's He's on time a little bit more, and now he can you know, catch that ball out in front and leverage it out in front. And um, I think it's a sign of things to come for Willie. One of my biggest baseball beliefs is answer runs in big moments. You don't know if, if you lose the lead, you don't always have to come back and get the lead, but at least answer a run or two. And they do more than that today. They give up the three runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. The Pirates tie it, and then boom, a half inning later, that's when the Brewers have the six-run sixth inning. I, I always think that says a lot about a club when they can answer in that kind of way. They did it all last year, too, right? I mean, yeah. and at the end of the day, Tyrone Taylor had a, a great 
swing and hit a triple. He, uh, the pitcher it tripled up on a really good changeup on him, and he made the adjustment, stayed on. It was a good pitch. It was down and away, and he really took a nice swing and drove it into that right center field gap for that triple, and that was the big hit that, that reclaimed the lead after Brent Suter made that mistake and left that cutter out over the middle on a 3-1 pitch against Kevin Newman. Should have totally pitched around him right there and, and then tried to get that double play against Michael Chavis in the, the next batter but um yeah they did a great job of answering back scored the six runs i mean at that point it's like okay you, you again breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief i thought you know i thought the pirates were gonna almost win the game just because they did come back but uh it was a great job for the brewers answering back that next inning just a couple negatives and, and there's not a whole lot of negatives in a game like this this is what the brewers really needed but we know how hitting can be so contagious. It was today, yet Christian Yelich goes, goes 0 for 5. Oof. It's almost more concerning when he has an 0 for 5 day in a game like this than if he has an 0 for day where you don't score that many runs. My goodness. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Craig Kashan and I in the postgame show in between breaks, we were talking about that. It's like, you know, 14 hits and 12 runs, and, 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 and Christian did take the, the collar there. And it's, it, is, it is concerning. The, the timing doesn't look there. It looks like he's late getting that foot down, and then he's, he's kind of just totally beat. Uh, I think he just kind of needs to – I mean, here's the thing, too. We saw him get pitched around all last year, all the year before, and he wasn't getting many pitches to hit because he didn't have protection. You and I have talked about that in the past. So now – I think pitchers are just kind of attacking him, and he's just flat out late, and he's not. Um, you know, he's getting pitches to hit, and he's missing them. So that is concerning. Hopefully, he can turn around and uh, barrel up some balls here in the coming games. It gets lost in everything, but what do you make of Brandon Woodruff's day? I thought he pitched better than what his line said. Four, four innings, seven hits, four runs. Again, two of those runs were given up by Brent Suter with that base hit. Obviously, those are Brandon Woodruff's runs. But I thought he pitched well. I thought that changeup was absolutely disgusting, right? I think um, he's really refined that pitch. That's his second best secondary, his first bet, his best secondary pitch, his second best pitch behind the fastball at this point. And um, I don't know. I, I thought he pitched pretty well. I think that Pirates team is scrappy. They just got made Brandon Woodruff go deep into his pitch count, and they got him out of the game after four innings. But, um, yeah, I thought he pitched pretty well. It was a deceiving line. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would agree. I know the bullpen, the overall bullpen numbers aren't great. Brent Suter gives up the inherited runs. Uh, Urena goes, gives up three runs and two and a third, but only one was earned. It just... It felt like to me, though, this is kind of what you wanted from the bullpen because you got a lot of guys work who haven't pitched a lot, and until they had to go to Hader there at the end, they were able to stay away from their high-leverage guys. No, that's exactly right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you you definitely wanted those guys to get work. I actually believe in Jose Urania is going to be a piece out of this bullpen. He just needs to throw strikes. I thought there was some rust on him. I mean, he's 95 sinkers. I mean, that's a valuable arm in terms of a short stint type of a of a situation. Uh, Holby Milner, I'm guessing he might be shuttled back and forth, uh, but he definitely needed to pitch. Suter needed to pitch. Um, I, I, yeah. 
I mean, I was a little concerned that they actually brought in Josh Hader right there at the end, but I, I think that was the right move. I'm just like, you almost want him, because he's pitched so much up until, up until this point in the season, that you almost want him to get a little bit of rest. But, you know, he, he did a good job of getting that one out. Um, but, uh, yeah, you wish that Jose Urena was able to get out of it at the end there, but uh, they had to bring in Hader. Do you want to hear my Josh Hader conspiracy theory? Please. I love it. Okay. So, because he's only throwing, he only throws one innings. I think there is like a pretty strong agreement between Hader and the Brewers about how he's going to get used, and it's connected to his value in arbitration and everything. And he's not going to be used. Obviously, he's not being used in more than one inning. If you've got a chance to get him a save, because arbitration is so. Uh, outdated in the way they look at numbers and saves are valued, and he got he got really messed over on how much money he was getting paid at times because he didn't have those save numbers because of the way they were using him and he wasn't getting valued. So I feel like there's just this agreement here that they are going to do for him, just put him in position to get as many saves as possible, and the one-inning thing and coming in games like this is all connected to it. I mean, I don't know how I can argue with that. I, I like the conspiracy theory. I'm not a conspiracy theory type of a guy, per se, but I like hearing them, so I appreciate your take here on this, Matt. Um, you know, it's a good take. And you know what? If if it's true, so what? Because you know what? The the, the Brewers are going to win a lot of games that he's put in yeah. these safe situations. So at the end of the day, it's a positive. I mean, he's 9 for 9. He's absolutely lights out. He is arguably top 5 back end bullpen pieces in the history of the game could you could you make that argument you i mean he is the he has the highest strikeout rate of anybody in the history of the game at this point so you could definitely make that argument i'm glad he's a brewer yeah absolutely all right Vinny, great stuff enjoy the rest of your night we'll catch up tomorrow all right thanks matt you too uh, there's Vinny Rotino, and uh, we'll take a break. We've got the news coming up in two minutes. And uh, after that, we will hear the postgame comments from manager Craig Council. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. And the one-two pitch. Tyrone hits this one really well into right center field. This one's going to plug the gap and roll all the way to the wall before it's cut off by Marisnik. Telez around third. He's going to score. And all the way into third is Tyrone Taylor. The Brewers have reclaimed the lead. It's 5-4. Arguably the biggest hit of the game, a Tyrone Taylor RBI triple. Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh by a 12-8 score. That score doesn't really tell the story of this game. Uh, this game was tied through five innings. Then the Brewers would uh, jump out to a six-run uh, lead after that. And then the Pirates would get back within... Um, Four runs, and they would have uh, what I guess the tying run in the on deck circle there uh, in the ninth inning. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it was a weird game. But the Brewers scored 12 runs on 14 hits, and for all its weirdness and for everything that happened inside of it, for a team that has struggled at times offensively, most important is the fact that they scored the 12 runs on 14 hits. Willie Adamas a huge game, two home runs, four for five, two runs, ties a career franchise or career ties a franchise record, excuse me, with seven RBIs. Manager Craig Council spent some time uh, talking with the media just a little while ago and uh, talked about Adamas and the kind of run he's been on here recently. Well, not like that, but exactly. But, it, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, he's hit three homers and hit three homers and four at-bats, I think, or something like that. So he, he took some great swings. I mean, the, the, the out was a really hard-hit ball. Um, so he, he had a great day for sure. Um, and 
you know, he, he got up, we got him up in the right spots too with men on base. So, um, huge day, cool day for Willie. Everybody's been saying, just waiting to sway, and it'll come up. How does it feel to finally break the seal a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it's a, you know, it's an exhale for sure, um, just to put a big number on the board. And, um, you know, it feels good, and obviously a couple guys. Uh, you know, Colton had a couple. Colton had a big bunt, and then a and then a big base hit. So, you know, felt good for a guy like Colton too. So that was, um, um, you know, it's a it's a good just for a little exhale. Especially on the night where Woody. Yeah, yeah. He he just Woody just wasn't you know quite on on it today, and um, you know nothing nothing there. Just they. His fastball probably wasn't as didn't feel as um, kind of electric as he usually does. He used his changeup to kind of get through four innings. Really, I thought really well. Um, and then they got they got some action in the fifth, and then he had, his pitch count was kind of getting getting there. Was his foot affected at all? No, I think his foot. Uh, you know, we, he, he it hurt when it hit him, um, but he, he his foot was not bothering him much at all right now. It's early. I'm sure nobody's panicking. But when you have a number of guys that are hitting below, sort of their expectations, when a guy like Willie goes off, can that be a spark for for something more than that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's it. But I, I do think, um, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be better offensively than we've been. Um, and uh, you know, tonight was the night we needed it too. You know, we just. And then there's going to be games like that. You know, we've pitched so well, so it's it nice to have a big night on offense and support the pitching. McCutcheon got a round number. You know how we like a big round of 200 yeah. steals. But yeah. do you think that's something he really wanted? And, and then to do it here. Yeah, I think it's. I think doing it here is is cool. Um, for sure. Yeah, I, I think doing it here is cool and, and meaningful. Did uh, Jackson finally make it? Was it? He's here. Yeah, he's here in the. Uh, yeah, you guys probably saw it on TV. So third or fourth, something like that. Okay. Yeah. We talked about uh, Brent before the game, but for him to get a, a multi-inning appearance, yeah, a good thing? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, we, we've talked about how our we just haven't used, some of these guys have not been in games, so to get Brent out there and just throw some pitches, um, you know, get Hobie in a game, even, even and get to get Urena in a game, and he just, these guys haven't pitched a lot, um, and they need to pitch. Um, so, there's, there's, you know, there's a little rust there, I think, and they, they need to pitch. Um, but it was good they, you know, in Brent and Uranus' case, they got to throw a whole bunch of pitches, and uh, that, that that's good for them. Ideally, you don't want to use Hater, I suppose, but six pitches, I mean, that's manageable, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you can, you're not going to be picky about how you win. You know, we, we, we won the game, and, um, uh, you know, it, it, you wanted to stop the game right there, and so we went to them. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh, 12-8, the final score. Yeah, something that he talked about that we have not even mentioned. We'll certainly hear the highlight coming up in a few moments. But uh, Andrew McCutcheon getting his 200th, uh, 200th steal is pretty cool. And, and as he alluded to, for that to happen in Pittsburgh, where McCutcheon played so much of his career and where he continues to uh, reside, uh, really a cool moment for him. So uh, that, was, that was a nice thing for Andrew McCutcheon to be able to get. He got caught stealing and then he was able to uh, get the stolen base a little bit later so may he really wanted that 200th steal there in pittsburgh all right we'll go back through the game with the highlights that's next brewers get the win in pittsburgh 12-8 this is brewers extra innings
Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 12-8. The Brewers get the win over the Pirates in the series opener. Let's go back to the game as the starting pitching matchup today. Brandon Woodruff getting the start for the crew. Mitch Keller on the mound for the Pirates. And the day would not start great for Keller. The first batter he faces in the top of the first inning is Colton Wong. He walks. The next hitter is Willie Adamas. The 0-2 pitch. And Willie, a drive out to center. Backing up is Marisnik onto the warning track. He leaps up, and it'll fly out of here for Willie Adamas. Adamas got a fastball at the top of the zone, and that ball just kept carrying on Marisnik, and it just got out to dead center. The Pirates would get one of those runs back in the bottom of the second inning. Kevin Newman leads the inning off with a base hit. After the first out is recorded, Roberto Perez at the plate. 3-2 pitch, there goes the runner again, and it's a chopper, and it's a fair ball. It gets past Peterson and into the corner in left field. Around third is Newman. Here's going to be the throw home, and it's not going to be in time. So that makes it a 2-1 game. Brandon Woodruff really gets rolling at that point. He would uh, strike out Jake Marisnik to finish off that second inning, and then in the third inning, after giving up base hits to Daniel Vogelbach and Cabrian Hayes to put runners on at first and second, he gets Ben Gamble to fly out, Yoshi Susugo to strike out, and it once again brings up Kevin Newman. Woodruff ready and set at the belt. Here it comes. 3-2. Strike three called with a sinker right again at the bottom of the zone, and it freezes Kevin Newman to retire the side. Strikeout number five at that point for Woodruff as he gets out of the inning after giving up a couple hits. It remains a 2-1 to game that the Brewers have the lead. They would add to that lead in the top of the fifth. With one out, Lorenzo Kane gets a base hit. And then with two outs, Colton Wong gets a bunt single. That puts runners on at first and second for Willie Adamas. 2-1 pitch. Line down the left field line. That is a fair ball. It's going to roll all the way into the corner. Lorenzo Kane's going to score. Wong's around third. Here comes the throw home. And it is not going to be in time. Willie Adamas swinging it well right now for the crew. That ends the day for starting pitcher Mitch Keller. Aaron Fletcher comes into the game. He gets Christian Yelich to pop out in foul territory, and it finishes off the fifth as the Brewers score two runs on three hits. But in the bottom of the fifth inning, the Pirates make a little bit of noise. Daniel Vogelback leads the inning off with a double, then Cabrian Hayes walks, so runners on at first and second for old friend Ben Gamble. One-two pitch. Line down the left field line. Got past Peterson and bounces off that cutout. Vogelbach's around third. He's going to score. So Vogelbach scores. Hayes uh, stops at third base, and that ends the day for Brandon Woodruff. Brent Suter comes on to uh, pitch. First battery faces is Susugo. He gets him to ground out, but then is once again Newman at the plate. And a line drive back up the middle off the bat of Newman and into center field. One run is in. Here comes the second run, and Gamble slides in there safely. Two runs score on that base hit for Newman, and it ties things up at four runs apiece. But give the Brewers credit. They come back, and they come back in a big way in the top of the sixth inning. With one out, Rowdy Telez gets a base hit. The next hitter, Tyrone Taylor. And the one-two pitch. Tyrone hits this one really well into right center field. This one's going to plug the gap, 
and roll all the way to the wall before it's cut off by Mariznick. Telez around third. He's going to score. And all the way into third is Tyrone Taylor. The Brewers have reclaimed the lead. It's 5-4. to four. Rowdy Telez doesn't score from first very often, but he does on a Tyrone Taylor triple. So the Brewers take the lead back. They're not done. Next hitter is Omar Nervias. Fly ball to the outfield. Ground ball gets through. Into right field off the bat of Narvaez. It's an RBI single, and the Brewers lead it 6-4. That ends the day for Aaron Fletcher. New pitcher is Heath Hembry. First batter he faces, Lorenzo Cain strikes out. But then Jace Peterson gets a base hit. That puts runners on at first and second for Colton Wong. First pitch to Wong, and this is a drive into right. That's going to get down for a base hit. Around third is Narvaez. Here's the throw home. It's going to be cut off. And the Brewers lead it 7-4. Colton Wong would steal second base. That really doesn't matter because everybody's going to score on this one. It's Willie Adamas standing in. The pitch and a high drive. Deep left field going back is Gamble. And it is gone for Willie Adamas. You can hear the one. There's like 19 people at that game, so you can hear the one guy in the background. That's uh, that's classic. Not many people in attendance at PNC Park tonight. Brewers get six runs on six hits, and they take a 10-4 lead as the game goes to the bottom of the sixth inning. Things would settle down for a little bit until the Pirates would start to make some noise in the bottom of the seventh. Hobie Milner comes into the game. He gives up a ground rule double to Cabrian Hayes and then a walk to Ben Gamble. So runners on at first and second. Yoshi Susugo would ground out, putting runners at second and third. Diego Castillo announced as a pinch hitter. That ends the day for Hobie Milner. Jose Urena comes in, uh, walks Diego Castillo, gives up a sacrifice fly to Michael Chavis. It scores Cabrian Hayes, and it makes it a 10-5 game. Pirates would manufacture a couple more runs in the eighth inning. Jack Swinski relieves the inning off by reaching on an air by uh, Colton Wong. Uh, and then a double puts runners on at second and third. That double coming off the bat of Chukapita Mercano. So runners on at second and third for Daniel Vogelback, who hits an RBI ground out. Uh, that scores Sawinski, then Cabrian Hayes, a sacrifice fly to score Marcano. Two runs in the eighth inning for the Pirates. All of a sudden, it's a three-run game, 10-7. But the Brewers would give themselves some breathing room in the top of the ninth inning. Uh, with one out, Willie Adamas gets a base hit. Then uh, with uh, two outs, Andrew McCutcheon singles. Uh, with um, and Christian Yelich had reached on a fielder's choice where he uh, replaced uh, the runner there. So it's a Yelich and McCutcheon on the bases, and Andrew McCutcheon with Roddy Telez at the plate would come up with a pretty round number in terms of stolen bases. The pitch, there goes McCutcheon, and no throw to second, and there is stolen base number 200 for Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, pretty cool for him to get that, especially in Pittsburgh where he spent so much of his career. At that point, they make the decision to uh, intentionally walk Rowdy Telez. Next hitter is Tyrone Taylor. And a first pitch to Tyrone. Chopper to third. Chavis charging. Fields throws to first. It's high. And coming off the bag was Sutsugo. Yelich will score. And the bases remain loaded. The Brewers lead at 11-7. to it was ruled an air on Chavis, and the day would be over for uh, both Salser as Sam Howard comes in to pitch. First batter he faces is Omar Nervais. 2-2 pitch. 
Narvaez, a little line shot into shallow left. That's going to drop in there for a base hit. One run is in. Around third is Telez. He's going to slide in there, and he's out. Telez went into a slide, and it looked like Perez was able to get the tag on him before he got to home plate. McCutcheon was able to score easily, so at the very least, this is a 12-7 game. Craig yeah, that's what it was. They do not uh, go to the video replay. So two runs and three hits, and we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. Still pitching is Urena as the Brewers scored those runs to make it a non-save situation. He would face off against Sutsugo, who gets a base hit, then Diego Castillo singles. So runners on at first and second. Michael Chavis would line out for the first out of the inning, but uh, Sutsugo does move to third. Roberto Perez, an RBI ground out, then scores Sutsugo, and that gets the Pirates one more run on the board. After Jack Sawinski gets a base hit, they go to Josh Hader. It turns into a save situation, and he faces off against Marcano. 3-2 pitch. And it's a called third strike. A fastball on the outside edge. And Marcano strikes out to end this game. Brewers pick up the win. That was a long story to tell. 12-8, the final score. With the win, the Brewers go to 11-7. Pirates drop back below 500 at 8-9. Winning totals for the crew. They end up scoring 12 runs on 14 hits, one error. They leave just four. For Pittsburgh, eight runs, 13 hits, two errors. They leave at 10. The winning pitcher, Brent Suter, he is 1-0. The loss to Fletcher, he's 0-1. Josh Hader picks up save at number nine. Home runs in the contest. Willie Adamas hits his third and fourth of the year. The game played in three hours and 29 minutes in front of a crowd of 8,493 folks at PNC Park. We'll take a break. We will come back. We'll get you scores from around baseball, and we'll get you set for game two of this series. That's all coming up. Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh, 12-8. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh. Final score, 12-8. Some uh, nuggets from this one, courtesy of baseball historian Doug Kern. In Brewers history, only three players with four hits and seven RBIs in a game. Willie Adamas joining Damian Miller in July of 2007, also at Pittsburgh. And Ted Kubiak did it in July of 1970. Willie Adamas is just the second Brewers batter ever to have two home runs and a double in Pittsburgh. Keston Hira did it in August of 2019, a game the Brewers won 8-3. Willie Adamas is the first Brewers batter ever to hit a two-run home run as the team's second batter of a game in Pittsburgh. It's been done eight times at home, but it's never been done in a road game in franchise history. So some obscure notes coming out of uh, this one. In fact, uh, for the Pirates, uh, 13-plus hits and 5-plus doubles in a loss at PNC Park. They have only done that four times in their history. And how about this is a good one. Uh, nine or more saves in the first 18 games of the season in Major League history. Josh Hader joins 
Shane Green in 2019, Kirby Yates in 2019, Greg Holland in 2017, uh, Armando Benitez in 2004, Danny Graves in 2004, Jeff Facero in 2001, Cass Sasaki in 2001, Rod Beck in 1997, and Lee Smith in 1994 as the only pitchers in Major League history to have nine or more saves in the team's first 18 games of the season. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten guys. Ten guys have done that in Major League history, and now uh, Josh Hader in that group. So uh, some interesting nuggets coming out of this game today. All right, around the National League, Central Cubs lose tonight in Atlanta. They fall to the Braves by a 3-1 score. Marcus Stroman got the start. Struggled his last time out. Pitched better tonight, but not good enough. Six innings, three runs, two earned on six hits, three strikeouts, no walks. He's now 0-3 with a 6.98 ERA. Ian Happ does hit a home run for the Cubs. Cardinals lose at home to the Mets by a 3-0 goal score. Jordan Hicks got the start for St. Louis, went two innings, line two runs on two hits, one strikeout, and two walks. And the Reds lose to the Padres 9-6. The Reds drop to 3-14. It's early, but the Brewers are alone in first place right now in the NL Central with their win and the Cardinals' loss. The Brewers are one game clear in the NL Central right now. Around the Brewers' minor league system, this has got to be frustrating for all parties involved. Uh, Carolina, low A, playing at down east. They got uh, to the bottom of the first inning, and they had to suspend that game due to weather. So that game will be uh, made up. Uh, in a few days. But yeah, never good when you have to suspend a game in the first inning. Maybe you shouldn't have started it in the first place. Uh, Wisconsin, they lose at Peoria by a 3-1 score. Double-A Biloxi, uh, they lose at home to Pensacola. 7-4 was the final score in that contest. Luis Urias playing for uh, Biloxi, and uh, he goes 0-4, for 4, hitting 167 in his rehab assignment. And Triple-A Nashville, they lose at San St. Paul 4-1 the final there. Brewers and Buckos back at it tomorrow evening. Aaron Ashby set to make the start for the crew. The lefty 0-2 a 3.18 ERA. Bryce Wilson will make the start for the Pirates. No record, 6.35 ERA. Another 5.35 first pitch. That means our coverage begins at 5 o'clock. Once again, the Brewers get the win at 12-8 in Pittsburgh. I'll talk to you tomorrow night for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.